Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. check-in recently um it was ed's check-in and it ended up becoming like really monstrous right right yeah it's like uh it's 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 almost double what a normal check-in would be and there was a lot of great content in there um ed was really struggling with a lot of the information so that's you know i always find that that is the best thing to kind of show yeah. is what that actually looks like. You know, what completely new information looks like, you right. know, and how your brain works with that. Yeah. Well, cause a lot of times we've, we've done enough research and we've done looked at enough things that, you know, it sounds very polished. Like we know this, right? you know, right. but, but we don't get to watch that struggle. Yeah. So this is cool. That came out really well in this check-in um, <clears throat> because of the intensity after the fact i was kind of processing and i realized that i left out a huge chunk of information that i was referring to yep but not necessarily um really articulating the difference right so a lot of times in this uh in this episode i talk about skills yes you, you develop skills at the very end of it, we talk about physical skills, you know, the the exercising, the breathing, all of those types of things, right? Right. But throughout the center part, I kept referring to skills, learning skills, um, getting new skills. And what I was really talking about was something that we're gonna we're gonna explore a little bit here. It's going to be super brainy stuff, literally and figuratively, <laughs> right. you know, um, pun in, intended, maybe. Yeah, no, I guess it wasn't really intended, but uh, your dad, it, it, dad jokes are. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot of information about the brain okay. um, with a little bit of like scenario type things. Um, but what I was really referring to when I was talking about in the center part of this, this upcoming check in. Um, when I was talking about skills, what I was really talking about is skills that your brain is learning. So your brain is learning its own set of skills and your behavior is also its own set of skills. Right. Okay. Which is part of where that, that lostness for me, I couldn't quite connect. That was. Yeah. Know. Yeah. We can, we can cup it up to that. Right. Oh, oh no, no. I just said part of, I didn't mean the whole thing. You know. I got to give him a hard time. Fair enough. Um, so, so yeah, it's it, part of those skills are, are neurological. Yep. So what this is called, is called neuroplasticity. 
Okay. So up until around the early 2000s, it was believed that our brains at 25 were fully developed. Yeah. Right? So there were, there's been some research then, since then, and they've realized that our brains are actually more like plastic. And that's yeah. why it's called neuroplasticity. Because with plastic, you can melt it down and reform it. You can, you know, move it. You can adjust it usually unless it's really brittle, you know. But then in that case, you can still melt it down and make something else out of it. So it's able to change. It's able to be molded. Does that make sense so far? Yeah. And, you know, I I work in brain injury. So neuroplasticity is something that I I am aware of, you know. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Um. Do you understand now what I'm talking about with skills? Then, yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. All right. To All a much right. better extent. Okay. So we'll we'll kind of go over it anyway. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so this is how neuroplasticity works. Okay. You have – the brain has over 100 billion neurons, which are brain cells. Okay. Yeah. So that's – the neurons are the cells in the brain. So the neurons communicate through the space in between them. Those are called synapses. Right, we've got trillions of synapses, so we're looking at hundreds of billion neurons and trillion synapses. So that's the space in between them, and they can actually adjust so that they go to different synapses. Neurons can go to different synapses, yep. which is what we talk about when we're talking about neuroplasticity. It's the neurons re-educating themselves to go to different synapses so that it feeds you different things right? okay yep so the communication right like the words and and i have a better analogy i'll go over in a minute but the the communication happens in that space with chemicals and hormones you yeah. talk about that stuff all the time this is where we're actually going to to kind of show you where that's actually happening when I talk about, you know, it, it affects your chemicals, it affects your hormones, like all of those sorts of things. So you think of those as the words, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were to think about um, neurons as like a phone, yep. right? The synapsis is the call, right? The connection between one phone to another phone. And then the hormones and chemicals are the words that you use, mm-hmm. right? As you change your behavior and your thinking patterns, you're actually reteaching your brain. You're teaching these uh, chemicals to communicate different words to each synapsis, yep. uh, within each synapsis to each neuron, right? And then that gives you what you need. You know, it says uptake the the serotonin, uptake the cortisol, you know, uh, the three main brain chemicals, uh, serotonin, cortisol, and... Dopamine. Dopamine, yep. yep. Um, so those are, are the three things that these hormones and chemicals are telling your brain to release so that your body can then respond to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So one neuron, one normal neuron, right, mm-hmm. can have up to a thousand synapses. It's important to recognize that because what we're saying is that one cell has a thousand different ways to connect, right? Right. So that one cell can choose from those thousand different synapses where it's going to connect. And that's what's actually changing, right? The hormones change, so the message is different. So the neuron 
travels over to another synapsis and says, okay, we're going to communicate this instead. Does that make sense? Yep. One of the main concepts of neuroplasticity is you lose it or use it or lose it, right? Yeah. Um, that's really important if you are trying to teach your brain new skills. Yeah. Is you have to use them. The more you use them, the larger that portion. So the more you work on that, the larger that cortex of your brain gets. Right. And a, a cortex, you think about like the frontal lobe is part of the cerebral cortex, right? Right. Yeah. The amygdala is a cortex. Like they're, they're the things inside of the brain, the parts of the brain are cortexes. So as you continuously repeat the behavior that you want, the brain actually gets bigger in that area. Mm -hmm. So the less, for instance, you have a fight or flight response, the smaller your amygdala gets. The more you're able to ground, process, and act, the more your cerebellum gets, right? The more your frontal lobe gets stronger yep. and your, your thinking gets stronger, your problem solving gets stronger. One of uh, – oh, and you just mentioned it too. Um, the part of your brain that is is important for balance. The amygdala? Nope. I said in the cerebrum. The cerebrum, I think, is what it is. So one of the things that they have found... For, like physical balance? Yeah. For, no, cerebellum. That's what it is. The cerebellum is the... Is, yeah, that's in the... That's considered the... That's in the uh, temporal cortex. Right. Yeah. Yep. So one of the things that they have found, which is interesting, is that for people with ADHD specifically, so the, the cerebellum does not only deal with physical balance, mm -hmm. but also deals with emotional... Tolerance balance. And tolerance balance. Called. Yeah. So if you practice the the physical balance pieces, you're making that that part of the brain so much more uh, – well, you're exercising it like a muscle. And so it's getting Absolutely. bigger. And it will help in the other aspect, in, in the tolerance balance as well, just yeah. by doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's an interesting, it's, interesting piece. It's It's <sighs> – this is all happening without us being aware of it at all. Exactly. So – it's important on some level to recognize that every time I make that effort, whether I succeed or fail, that effort has taught my brain a new way to react. Yep. Right? So it, it, when you're talking about neuroplasticity, you're not just talking about um, like that sort of core part of the brain that says, you know, uh, it's either safe or it's danger, Right. You're, you're moving that thinking and putting that part, which affects your physical health, to the side almost, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's that outcome doesn't matter when it comes to this. Where it does matter when it comes to this is that, that amygdala space, right? Like if you're making a choice and it's, that choice is directly hurting you, your amygdala is going to learn that that causes pain. Right. Right. So if you're making a choice and physically it's putting you in some sort of harm or or uncomfortable position, and I'm not talking about anxiety, I'm talking about like I cut myself, you know, I trip, I bruise myself, sort of the body memory stuff that yeah. that your brain is going to just take in and absorb regardless, right? But with your thinking, with everything else, you can almost counteract it, mm -hmm. right? By just validating the thought and kind of trying to soothe the anxiety or the repercussions of it. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. 
And that's where like that physical piece would come in of, you know, doing the breathing exercises or movement type stuff. Right. Um, does that make sense so far? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think the rest are just kind of examples. So, so this is kind of a cool study that I read. Um, they took a group of people mm-hmm. and they got a baseline uh, MRI to see where their brain was, right? Okay. They then taught this group of people who couldn't do this before how to juggle, right? Mm-hmm. And then this group of people were required to juggle for 20 minutes for 30 days. Their brain, after that 30 days, so not a lot of time, no, after that 30 days, their brain got larger in spatial perception and orientation and got smaller in that middle area of fight or flight. That's cool. So it only took 30 days. I mean, we're not we're not talking a lot. Right. But they had to use it every single day. Yeah. Now, if they went home and they were like, okay, the study's over, I'm not going to juggle. And in three years, they get a thing, you know, they get a another MRI. That area of the brain may look smaller. Right. And right. that's that's the intensity at which this happens, right? In your brain. Your brain is is constantly evolving. And if we give it good things to evolve from, right, it evolves well. If we give it bad things to evolve from, it, it evolves poorly. Yeah. You know, you evolve that center, that center part of the brain that's all about, like, animalistic stuff instead of evolving that frontal, the cerebral area where you're going to be doing that higher thinking. And higher thinking is, like morality that kind of stuff you know right wrong should i shouldn't i what are the implications of my actions that's all that cerebral right stuff. judgment and reasoning yeah yeah um they did another study let me see they did another study on um amputees and they talk about um shadow pain mm-hmm. yep and one of the things that happens in amputees is they're area that controls body perception takes a while to rewrite those synapses yeah so in order to rewrite those synapses because this person isn't walking yet right because when you first get an amputation you're typically bed bound for a little while right just to let the amputation heal yeah you don't want to put any pressure on it if it's your leg for instance and that that's what i'm using as an example right now is your leg right? right so say you get the bottom from your knee down cut off right and then you wake up and within the next three or four weeks, you're going to feel your brain's going to be like, where is that? You know, so you're going to get all this pain that tells you it's in that area that's not there anymore because your brain doesn't know it's not there anymore. Right. You know, it's had the physical body thing. Right. And that's that body memory. So the body memory has gotten in there. But the higher thinking of like, this is what my body looks like hasn't yeah and that's where a lot of that phantom pain comes now when that same person starts to do physical therapy for instance they're then teaching their body how to utilize it without that part right so that trains the brain to move toward the new reality however it could it can be some people for their lives it can be some people just for the first year or so the brain is still going to try to reach out to that area that had been there for so long. Right. Right. Once that area 
has been gone for the amount of time it was there you know maybe maybe then but right. <laughs> it, it will take your brain time to perceive that yeah and that process causes phantom pain um and then they have shown that again that part of the brain so the amygdala part gets a little bit bigger right and i'm just using amygdala but there's actually like three different parts to that so the amygdala part gets bigger right because they're in like, holy shit, I don't have a leg. Right. Three months later, when they start physical therapy, the amygdala part starts to get smaller if they're being successful in therapy. Mm -hmm. And they're, again, usually spatial perception and um, I forget the word for it, but your body awareness. Kinesthesis. Kinesthesis. Yeah. Yep. Those those two, where, those, where that happens in the brain gets larger. Yep. So, again, these people are not just, you know, retraining their body. You're retraining your brain. You're constantly retraining your brain. I know that a lot of these, uh, you know, processes happen so so automatically, you know, yeah. because as our brain adapts to just, you know, different lifestyles and so on and so forth. One of the things that, that I, I definitely want to make clear is that with neuroplasticity, it it really – uh, affects every part of our life. So if, you know, you have this mindset of negativity on a regular basis, you have, you have programmed your synapses and your, and your neurons to continue to follow those paths. If you then work on it, even yeah. if you catch yourself only part of the time, you start to move those pathways and that behavior, you know, so when people say, oh, positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking, well, yep. yes, and it does actually change the brain on a physical level, Yeah, you know, um, so it's not just physical stuff, it's 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 also that emotional and, the, and that, that Correct. mental looking yeah, too. Yeah, the, the communication, so... Those hormones, I talked about this, the hormones release the words, right? Yep. And then you get your, what do we say, dopamine, serotonin, and cortisol, right? Yep. So dopamine and serotonin tend to have better effects, right? Cortisol tends to be like the anxiety, the stress, right? Yeah. So we need both of those, right? The... The dopamine tends to be a larger effect, you know what I mean? You get more of a feeling from dopamine than you do um, serotonin. Serotonin's a little bit more like the, okay, it's time to chill right now. Right, right. Um, but maybe have a good conversation, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing where dopamine is just like, all right, I feel so blissful right now. Right. It's great. <laughs> the sun is wonderful, you know? Right. Um, uh, yeah, so... What you're talking about when you talk about that is is the communication process, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were to say what we're talking about as far as like if we were to go back to the the analogy of the phone call. Yeah. Right? So the chemicals are are the hormones and the chemicals are the words, but the conversation between any neuron and synapsis is really just about two things. It's inhibitory or excitatory. Yeah. So you either have inhibit inhibition or you have excitement, right? Level of excitement determines whether it's serotonin or dopamine. Level of inhibition is usually cortisol. Maybe some serotonin mixed in with that. Right. right. Um, 
so yeah, that that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the difference between inhibitory responses yep. and Except ex- excitatory, excitatory responses. Right. <laughs> the word messes me up. So you're talking about the difference between inhibitory responses and excitatory responses. Yep. Um, and that's that positive versus negative. You know, that that's a big part of what you will see change if you change your behavior as well. Yeah. So those people that think really negatively, if they were to say, okay, I'm going to go behave this way, this way, and this way, you know, I'm going to, um, as they say in ADHD world, follow the dopamine, you know, I'm going to do what feels good. I'm going to, uh, treat my body well. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to treat my mind well, you know, I'm going to give myself what it needs all the time thinking, you know, this fuck's never going to work. You know, I'm doing it, but it's never going to work. It actually will work. Yeah. So your excitatory versus inhibitory response will take longer to shift, but your neurons will start moving to different synapses and growing larger in the part of the brain that you need to do these things. And then eventually your excitatory versus inhibitory responses will start to change. Right. So that person that's all like Eeyore, everything's awful, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) That person with just behavioral changes will eventually change their mindset through behavioral changes. Right. So you can kind of hack it that way if you've got somebody that's just, they're just negative. You know what I mean? Like you've you've got those people that that's just, that's just how they see the world. It's super ingrained in them, that kind of thing. If you can get those people to start doing these physical things or to start just making different choices, even if they still feel negative about it, you can still get results. Right. Well, and that's so I'm I'm in the midst of reading a book, um, which is where the, the whole comment about the cerebellum comes from. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about it at some point in time. But that's one of the cool things about this book is the hacks. Yes. You know, like if you can't change the mindset, look for uh, a physical or behavioral change yeah. that you can use to to start the process. And then yeah. once you can get all three parts of that behind you or behind that movement, then it it happens really quickly, but it might happen very slowly at first. So do you want to say what the three parts are? The the physical, the emotional, and the intellectual. There we yes. go. Yes, yes, yes I'm perfect, sorry. perfect. I didn't think that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your your brain operates on three different levels. It right. takes in information from your nerves. It takes in information from your emotional centers, and it takes in information from what you think is going to happen. You're right. And that's the intellectual piece. That's the, well, I know that if I add one and one together, they equal two, right? Right. That's that type of thing. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can use different parts to hack the parts that are hard to work on at the time. Yeah. You know, just move it to usually that, that intellectual emotional part are the harder ones to get to because they're not something you can do, right? The physical one's a good one to start with because that can be a checkbox, Yep. right? We talk about not having any checkboxes. But this is one of those few cases where the stuff (laughs) is a checkbox because you're taking your brain out of the learning process and just integrating the knowledge because you're doing it throughout the brain's own system, which is your neurological system. Um, so yes, yeah, that's that's a really good thing to keep in mind with this. If that if there is one area that you're struggling, 
Just work on another area. Right. Look for it. And and, yep. and it exists in every aspect. So Yeah. Cool. So do you have any questions in relationship to the deep dive? I mean No, but it, you know, it, it makes it makes more sense now because you know, when you were talking about skills and I was thinking about um you know, I, I was really trying to like skills, skills, you know, skills are something that you learn, learn and, and not yeah, just, yeah, yeah. but you were talking about the brain skills right. that just the brain is learning new skills, right? It's developing yep. and it's something that we can work on and, and help consciously, but it is really a subconscious. Yeah. I mean, you, um, you can't aspect. sit there and think your brain bigger. I wish I could. Yeah. That would be, yeah, no, you know, amazing. No, but... no, it, it does take, it does take experiences. Yeah. Because ultimately that's what your brain is really learning from. It's right. not learning from <coughs> the nerves, the feelings, and the thoughts. It's actually learning from how you're responding to those things yeah. on the inside. And then whatever that response is, whether it's like that fear cortisol response or whether it's that dopamine good response, it's going to reinforce that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And and just to, you know, it's it's been... It's been a little over a week since we recorded the the check-in yeah, piece. Yeah. So um, just how quick some of this works is this week at work was not perfect, obviously, but a yeah. lot better than the week before, like the week that I had yeah. been talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And literally, I did very little on a conscious level. Yeah. It was just getting used to the new situation, most of it. Yeah. You know, so the brain... That was just presence. It was were, just presence. That was body knowledge. Right. And maybe some emotional knowledge, depending on if you said you weren't consciously doing anything. Right. So there was no consciousness about like i need to just chill out the, like. that was the only thing every once in a while it was it was yeah. keeping awareness of where i was yeah. and i did have to take a few more breaks yeah. and had to do a couple more resets but but it it was that was it good you know so there was not Perfect. a lot of like okay well i have to filter out this and i have to think about that and I, it was yeah. literally just being aware and allowing myself the time yeah and it made a huge difference it made a huge difference in, in just just a week or two you know i mean so yeah no yeah it, that that is how this works yeah that is how this works especially for folks that are neurodivergent and have a really hard time adjusting yeah um that's where a lot of that just tolerance type therapy comes in. You know, just you got to be there. Right. You got to be there long enough for everything to figure out how to be there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Cool. So. All right. Well, enjoy Ed's learning process. Right. This next deep dive. <laughs> or no, this next check-in. The next check-in. Check yeah, we're doing it backwards. So I know. It's, it's you confusing. Know. <laughs> so, Ed, how's it going? Uh I am in a state of flux, and oh. there is chaos everywhere. <laughs> flux, yes. <laughs> so, at at uh, at work, we know you know my participant died, so we're going to end up having to get a new one, yeah. and you know move people out and move people in. So that obviously is a big change. Yeah, and yeah, a new client <clears throat> in that type of environment is a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's 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 one of those. Those things that, you know, some of the houses that I work in are bigger, have more people. So one client, new client, is usually not as big of a deal because there's at least one person that they'll be able to, like, buddy up with and kind yeah. of, like, get along with. But we have two two people, and they're very, very specific. And the the woman who, who died was, like, it was the perfect fit. Yeah. It really, really was. And from what I understand, it was kind of that way from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, there's there's obviously that that yeah. little bit of anxiety there. <clears throat> and then of course like moving out all of her stuff and and clearing out and getting ready for the new person. Yeah. Um but on top of this, there seems to have been a need to change the entire house around. So, okay. I have an office that I use regularly. Yeah. They they lovingly term it my office. It's not my office. It's just the one that I'm there around most of the time. And then my my team leader has the other office that she uses all the time. Well, they're switching them. And this has caused my brain to go, what the ever-loving fuck? Yeah. Cause especially right now, because we're, like, in the middle of transition. So, like, half of my stuff, or not half of my stuff, but, like, like the computer is still in the old office and yeah. the desk is still there, but there's nothing on the walls. And it's just like, I sit there and I'm trying to do work, but it's not yeah. working. And so if I go to the other office, which seems more homey and, and great, it's also in the middle of the house. Yeah. I can hear the TV perfectly. I can hear all of the conversations, distraction up the wazoo. Yeah. It took me, I don't know. It took me like four hours to do like a med order and and deal with the online stuff. Something that should have only taken me like maybe an hour tops. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. um so I'm so you're gonna have to learn how to deal with distraction. I, I am. I am. And that you know that's what I was saying to the 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 other gentleman that I, I work with. I was like, you know, I know it'll be okay and I'm really trying to be open about this, but right now my brain is screaming, no fuck no why are we no stop stop doing this right right right? (laughs) that's hilarious it kind of is it kind of is but it's also been like i've been i've been aware that i've been almost like checking out you know i've been having a very hard time to concentrate beyond just getting used to a new space that seems normal. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. because I mean, you like, have ADHD. Right. So when things get mixed up, it feels like chaos. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, I, I, it's almost it, like from my perspective, right. It, it's almost better that you're now in the middle because that's much more typical. Mm-hmm. So like if you're talking about transitional skills, you're going to learn way more there than you would have ever in your little corner where you couldn't hear much. You right. Know what I mean, or where you were tucked away. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, you'll you'll hopefully build some decent skills. Crossing fingers. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, I know plenty of places that are hiring. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. So I was. So we were talking about this, the, 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 my coworker and I, the one that, that works on my end of the week, and we were talking about this because it's not just uh, a switch. There's going to be a huge dynamic switch as well. So, yeah. Um, the, originally, there are only two computers in the house, one in one office, one in the other. Well, um, when my, my team leader is moving to the office, that office will be off limits for the most part during my weekend. So we're going to have two two computers in the other larger office yeah with both him and i who distract each other more often than not so like to yeah you've talked about c- closing the door on him before. oh yeah yeah so, so now you can't do that anymore. no no which i mean honestly that always rubbed me a little wrong anyway so. what really yeah yeah just I, I don't know i don't know I just, I if somebody was working with me and they just like closed the door on me, I'd feel like I feel really <laughs> upset about that. 
Yeah, but, but it you, works for you. But, I mean, it works for you and your guy. And that right. Works. And you're and you're also a very you know you're a very focused driven person generally speaking. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do my job if I had if I had a lot of issues with distraction. Right. My job really requires that I'm on top of things and that I am on top of things. Right, exactly. Yeah. So for me, not closing the door means that he comes in, so he's not doing his job at that point. Yeah. And I'm not doing my job. Yeah. You know. So one of the things we talked about actually was uh so he was sitting down because the compute we don't have the two computers yet, but he was sitting down and he was um rolling cigarettes for one of the guys. Yeah. And uh I was trying to do documentation. Now I can do certain things and have a conversation at the same time. And that's not an issue. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. pretty normal. Um, but at one point in time, I, I, I realized he wasn't doing the cigarettes as he's talking to me. And I looked at him and I said, if this is going to work and this could be a good thing, like this could be an absolutely wonderful thing, yeah. but you're going to have to learn to be able to, do your work and not feel bad because that's what it is. He doesn't, he feels bad if he's not looking at me when he's talking. So it's like, and not feel bad about talking while you're working. Cause I'm okay with that if yeah. it works. And it worked this one time, this first time it worked. Yeah. So like, I'm like, maybe this will be okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll be productive, more productive in the long run. Yeah. You know, um, because one of the things that, that I do feel bad about, like, is if he's visiting me in the office and he's talking to me, I feel bad if I'm the only one working while I'm having the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like, because I feel like, oh, I'm being rude. Okay. You know, versus right. if we're in the office together, yeah. we can talk and both be working and I won't feel so bad myself either. Okay. So they're, they're adding a computer. They're adding a computer okay. eventually. So um, we're going to hope, but right now my brain is like literally all over the yeah. place. What do I do? What do I do? Right. Um, and, you know, like I, I, I've been very good about making sure to take my medication, my, my yeah. Adderall, um, which is helping to a certain extent, but not helping to another extent. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, drugs can only do so much. Right. If right. you throw the environment up and kind of turn it around, you know, and you reassess boundaries that you had already set because you have different boundaries now. Um, you know, you, you don't have that door. Like, you don't have the the way to seclude yourself. Right. So, I mean, your environment is changing, yes. But it, from what you're saying, it sounds like the, the um, ability to kind of quarantine yourself is, is a bigger stressor. Yeah. Um, and that's I, not not tough love here but mm -hmm. that is you know it's one of those things that people with adhd need to develop some skills around because it will always have this reaction for you so you develop skills around how you can soothe the reaction um versus trying to control your environment which is what it sounds like you're doing more of yep um so that that's just an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like you can either build skills or you can try to fit your, you know, round peg in a square hole kind of a thing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and that's that's always been been a thing for me um that I had to learn, definitely had to learn and that was that you know, I 
have no right to ask somebody else to change their behavior. Right. So in learning that and kind of fumbling around that, because I used to be like, I was the first person that was like, look, you got to do this differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was me. I was always that person. Right. Um, so I had to work really hard not to be that person because I can tell people what they should be doing all day long. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's easy for me. Right. Um, so it's an easy go to when I'm feeling out of control to try to externalize that on the people around me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've had to I've had to build some really decent skills around. Not doing that. And for me, it's sort of a it's more of a black and white thing still, because it's something that I have probably worked on it for the last let me count. Hold on. For the last seven years. Right. Is when I've been really kind of actively working on this. Mm -hmm. And it's still my default to say, well, you know. When I'm feeling uncomfortable, I need you to do this differently. Like that's still my default. Yeah. So for me, it has to be very black and white. So my my other half of that is that I do not ask people that I'm not the guardian of, per se. Right. You know, because I ask my kids. Like, I mean, that's parenting. You know? Right, right. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, anybody that I'm not the guardian of, <laughs> essentially, I don't feel like I have the right to ask them to change to accommodate my emotional psychic needs. I see what you're saying, and and I'm psycho emotional, right? And I'm I'm wondering if if either I'm not seeing something, or if you're getting the, a little bit of the wrong picture here. So yeah. like, it's my job. I'm not talking necessarily specific about your situation. Oh 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 okay, just in I general. I was talking oh, okay. about my situation. Oh yeah, okay. So <laughs> so in relationship to your situation, yeah. You're shutting the door. You're yep. telling him to roll. Like all of that is trying to control the external, right? Externally, right? Versus right. internally, like he's going to figure out that he's not getting his job done, and I'm going to have boundaries around that. Oh, that's that's funny because that's not that's not the way the situation works. Unfortunately, at all, I am yeah. supposed to be his keeper. Okay, that's like ends up being part of my job. So that's a super dysfunctional workplace. Oh, I understand yeah. that 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 environment yeah. for him and me is a super dysfunctional. And I gave up on it for a while. And I'm like, listen, it's not my job. It's not my job at all. No. But now it's going to end up being more my job again because it's going to be flat right in my face. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, no, because if something's not your job, right? Whether it's in your face or not, it's not your job. But but without being able to. Without being able to, uh, how do I put this? Without being able to manipulate my environment, yeah, to better serve me, which is the way that I usually try to do things, then it will be a double-edged sword. I, there's no way for me, at least from what I can tell, other than to yell at him and say, "Go away, I need to do this." Yeah, there's no way for me to get my job done in this new and again this is very new so i don't know yet you know but like right now i'm not seeing any way to to get my job done if he's not going to be able to do his job you know what i mean if i can't keep him motivated in his job then i will be his focus right you know and that becomes the problem for me anyway right Yeah. yeah yeah it's still in in 
Yeah. But but I see what you're saying, you know, having having those those, you know, you're, you're still about, you're saying that for you to do your job, you have to be able to control him or direct him. I have to just have him not be in my face, which is right. Right, right, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I right. have to have him not be right. in my face. Right. That's um, that external piece versus trying to find yeah, internal skills so that his behavior is his. Right. And not an attachment to you, just because you see him more often. Right, right. And I, and I like I, you're saying that, and I'm listening, and I'm, and I'm, I'm really trying to to think. I and I'm trying to keep you from getting super defensive. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm trying, I'm trying not to be because this is scary. Like people that are listening yeah. will hear you say, "No, that's not what I do," and then describe exactly doing that. And and that's why I said, so it's something I'm not seeing. I'm yeah. not, not understanding. Yeah. Um. And, and so I'm trying not to be defensive. I'm trying to take good, this in. Because good, good. I want to is... make sure because this is not meant to be like judgy for you at all. Right, right. It's and... just a super perfect example right. of something I've definitely worked on for years. Right. And I think one of the biggest kind of tripping places for people everywhere. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, that is your your first response is to control. Yep. And that's what... I'm hearing that you're doing. You can see it, so you feel like you have to control it. You can see it, so it affects you. So then you feel like you have to control it. That's like a fear response. Yeah. Yeah. And the alternative response, again, what what I've been working on, the alternative response is to address that fear within yourself. Mm -hmm. Like... You know, you could do like the worst case scenario stuff. You could do any of any of that, any of those kinds of tools and kind of play it out internally. You know, where does this really go? Like if I don't get my job done because he's distracting me, how is that going to affect me? Well, my supervisor, because you get along well with your supervisor. I do. Yeah. So my supervisor is at some point going to say, hey. Why aren't you doing as much work? What's going on, right? I mean, at some point, somebody's going to figure out yeah, that you're exactly. not getting your job done. <laughs> that I'm not doing what I normally right. do, right? So then what's your response? Your response is, well, I'm having a really hard time concentrating in the new space because there's two of us there at once. So your supervisor then takes that information, hopefully, and does something with it. None of that involves the other employee. For you. Right. I get what you're saying. You're focusing on on learning your skills to get your work done. Yeah. If that's not happening, then you would do anything. Anytime you would have any work issue, you would go to your supervisor and ask for support. And they may be able to problem solve or they may say, hey, this is just the way it is. If your workload is not able to be completed, then maybe I need to take some of that or I need to give some of that to somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a. I do understand that. That would that would be what I would see as sort of the that that would be my goal. Yeah. However, within that, right? Because we skipped right to your supervisor's talking to you because you're not doing your work. Exactly. Yeah. So within that in between time, I would be clear with myself that I am doing as much work as I can and make sure that I'm being honest about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you go in, you do your best work as hard as you can, you know, your your normal 100% effort. And if that's not enough, then it's not on you 
You get what I mean? Like yeah. you're putting all of that on you. Right, which is and, something that I always this right. is we've talked about this a right. lot. Yeah, and, so that's the key. And that's that fear of you is where the external stuff starts to need to be controlled. Right. As opposed to it's okay if I'm not succeeding. Right. It's okay if I'm not getting everything done. Right. It's okay if I look like I'm failing at this. Yep. Because I am. Because I don't have the skills to manage distraction constantly while I'm working. Right. 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 Exactly. So you can work on those skills and that's that a hundred percent. Right. You're doing your job and you're showing up as best as you can to your job. Mm -hmm. That's part of that 100 percent. Right. So as long as you're doing that, then you're working at your capacity within the environment provided to you. Okay. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I do. I do. I that makes a lot more sense to coming about it from that other way, you know, because and for those listening, you know, I mean, like you just heard us say, you know, like. You're trying not to be offensive. You've let me know that, which I'm very glad about. And yeah. I'm trying not to be like Defen- become defensive yeah, yeah. because I know that there's something good here. Yeah. I just am so scared. It is. I'm it's fear. Just so scared. Well, you've got the fear. Yep. That you've carried probably the whole time you've been there, which is why you shut the door. Right. Right. You you've got that fear already going into it. And now they've basically shot off confetti and moved everything you know what i mean right. like i am no longer capable of taking any all of the any skills. distraction away from my environment all of at the all. skills you've developed <laughs> gone <laughs> and, and that's what that's what sucks about externalizing right is that you've now your environment changed so you've now lost all your skills right and that's the problem with doing that external stuff right is if you had been working on the internal stuff your environment doesn't matter. Right. And I keep hearing you say that and, and I, I, I'm I going to externalize. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. So I keep hearing you saying that internalization I, and everything that I've read, everything that I've looked for, there is nothing that I can find. And, and if you have suggestions, I'm yeah, definitely open yeah. to that. There is nothing I can find that for anything, any internal work to be done to not be overstimulated. Okay. Okay. Which which is my issue. If I'm okay. if I'm overstimulated, like there's so much going on, that's when I start getting distracted. That's when I that's why I close the door. It it stops the the sound and all that, which is external, absolutely. Controlling that external environment. So how do I So do you have any suggestions? You, well, you're that? talking about two different things. Okay. So one is is task anxiety and avoidance. Yeah. Right? The other one is what you just said now. Mm-hmm. So the other one is I'm overstimulated. Right. What do I do? Right? The the task stress creates the overstimulation. So the overstimulation is like a symptom of the task stress. No, it's the it's the environment that is overstimulated. Okay. In, unless so I'm the, the task stress yeah. is your re, your responsibility within the environment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. You're 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 saying that you're struggling with the stress of the task because your environment has changed. So your your tasks now are harder to complete. Does that make sense? It it does. Okay. 
But I, I, I'm wondering if I'm missing – this is again – I'm wondering if I'm missing okay. something, you're missing it's something. It's okay. And this is a – it's a good example of what happens when you're trying to allow new information. Yeah. That is so contrary to your current <laughs> right. information. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean this is it, – it's okay to be struggling with the information. Right. And to, to question it, you know, and to parse it out. You know, what is it? Is it – Am I looking at it differently or are you not hearing it or are you looking at it differently and I'm not hearing it? So that's important to have that as part of a discussion when you're having these types of discussions. Right. So my my thing is, is that overstimulation piece, you know, Uh and and I do call it distraction. And I'm I'm now wondering if if I'm classifying everything as, as stimulation. Well, that's what I'm wondering is yeah. like, what do you, what is stimulation to you? So like when I closed the door, like when I was in the other place, when yeah. I closed the door, it, it stopped the idle chit chat. So uh-huh. like he wouldn't just come in just, if he needed to talk, you know, if there was something, yeah. he would stop that. Stop the idle t- chit chat so that you could do what? So I could do my job. So, okay. so I could, so, so I there's could your task. focus on my task. Yeah. yeah. But it would also do things like, um, I wouldn't be able to hear actual words like okay. so when they're just having conversations like in the living the common yeah, it's area just noise white yeah. noise yeah. um it, it becomes white noise when i do that when yeah. i close the door which makes it a lot easier to disregard otherwise yeah. no matter how focused i am on my task my brain goes oh they just said that i have input i can make input which is my limiting thing um and then also the tv which has to be turned up in order for you know yeah so things like that so what do those things do so those are stimulations in my mind okay but so maybe that's not right if you were sitting there with absolutely zero work to do yeah would it be overwhelming oh right so it's it's the task that you're doing and struggling to do gotcha. that's the stressor Okay, so it's the task that's right. the stressor, not the environment. That task and that gotcha. stress okay. creates overstimulation. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And then with that overstimulation, you have to address that. That's a physical thing you have to address before you can go back and say, I'm going to do this in a clear mind. Yeah. So now you're overstimulated. So what can you do to fix overstimulated? There's lots of things you fix overstimulated with. I'm sure you know some. That's that internalization. That's the I'm overstimulated. I'm recognizing my need. So I need to address that. And then I can try to go back to my task. Gotcha. Now that okay. task, once you do something to address overstimulation, that task may either become easier or you may get overstimulated again. And then you need to go back and address the overstimulation before you can address the task. Gotcha. Okay. That was, that was the disconnect that I was not getting. That's fine. Yeah. That was okay. Yeah. So it is, it still is, it's, it it is the task that is, that is that. It's the, the it's well, ultimately it ends up being the expectation of the task. Right. So it's the, it's the, I am expected to have this completed. If I do not complete this, I see myself as failing. I cannot manage failure of myself, so I need to do all of these other things. Needing to do all of these other things creates very, very high amounts of stimulation. Right. So now I'm overstimulated. Right. Do you get it? That's that's I the do. path. 
and see, I never go that deep. Once I get to that task, yeah, I you're just never, overstimulated. I'm overstimulated because that's, that's what ADHD does. <laughs> right, it takes over your thinking, and that's why you have to address the stimulation before you can go back to the task. Right, because you have to get your mind to calm. You know, before you can go back and say, "All right, we're going to try again." If you're not getting your mind to calm and you're just keeping trying, right? It's that cycle of just making it worse and worse. Oh and yeah, worse and no. worse. Oh yeah, and then, you, then now, you start screaming at people. <laughs> now, now you're not just not getting your job done and you're a failure. Right now you're too fucked up mentally and you're a failure, and you're you know not a good enough coworker because I'm sure when you close that door, there's some feeling attached to it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. There's there's all of these things that are like little micro yeah. stimulations. And then you sit down and you do this macro stimulation of whatever it is you have for your actual task that's yeah. part of your job. And by the time you're there, it's just it, it it snowballs. Yeah. You know, so now you add the fact that everything changed. And that's another really big one. Right. So now you've got two really big ones. The this is what I'm supposed to be able to do with my job and everything about my job physically just changed. Yeah. And I had just figured out to close the door, which was like within the last year. You yeah. Know, six months no, yeah, year. yeah. So like I just fixed the problem and now the problem is back. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's why the problem's back. Yeah. Because you fixed it externally. Right. Not internally. Right. If you had worked on the internal stuff instead of shutting the door, that would have been a really good like preschool area, mm-hmm. right? Because you were still kind of far away. You're still kind of out of the way. You know what I mean? But you you would still be able to hear the stimulation, not as intensely as right next to you. Right. But you'd hear it and then you'd work on that internal stuff with the smaller amount of stimulation. Right. As opposed to doing it all externally, all of that changes, and now you literally have to start from square one again. Right. You literally have to figure out how to reorganize all of that in a way that you can control. Or you have to figure out how to reorganize you. Well, and that's what I was saying earlier. There is nothing to do. There is no internal that I have been able to find. There is no internal reorganization that is possible for this sort of thing. Do you know what that I, mean? I don't understand because we just talked about it. Like what? Like we're, we're not. So you're overstimulated. Yeah. Right. You recognize that. Right. That's called interception. Right. Right. I recognize I'm overstimulated right now. So you have to soothe that overstimulation. That's the internalization. Right. But there, there. That's what I'm saying. There is nothing that I have been able to find, like within my research or with my yeah. whatnot. That is a you mean like actual skills? Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, yeah, actual right. skills. Yeah. So I mean, you do. You're, you, it, it's just that you're not connecting them. Maybe that's so. What it is. Anything yeah. physical, right, yeah. is going to use the energy that your brain's completing, or that your brain's overstimulating. Right. So anything physical will help. Um, breathing exercises will help because you can't be in that place in your brain. Well, simultaneously focusing on your breath. Right. So breathing exercises help. Uh, Physical exercises help. Um, Those are the two really big ones for the overstimulation. But and and, and both of those, unfortunately, do not allow me to do the task. Do you know what I mean? Like that's. Well, you can't. (laughs) You can't be in that overstimulated, triggered place 
and do the task. That's like asking yourself to lift 300 pounds when you can only lift 250. Right. You can't. You have to address the stimulation. Because if you're just trying, if if you're just sticking in that in that push through it, mm-hmm. that is, that's like the the abusive way to do it to yourself. Yeah. Right. So if you internally, if you if you do that internal internal piece, right, and you're still goal oriented, and your goal is to complete the task, you're skipping the step that helps which is to address that that triggered place to address that i got to get this done or else i'll be a failure that piece doesn't get seen if you're just pushing through right and and that's not something that i necessarily think i get i don't know i mean at the risk of making this the longest check in ever yeah like, no it's fine this is nothing in what you just said yeah feels like it will help me get through because i can go do something physical but i'm not addressing the task once i come back to the task all of that other stimulation is still there all of that other distraction is still there and it will not change i'm gonna have to go back and do something physical again do you know what i mean so in the beginning yeah that's true okay so in the beginning you will need to self-soothe far more often than once you develop the skills through self-soothing Okay, but yes, in the beginning, you are going to be stimulated, need to come down, come back, get a little bit more work done until you're overstimulated again, go out, come back like that is that is working on it. That is working. Okay, so so I can't see it because it's I'm looking for like a fix and it's not. (laughs) Well, it's 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 a a, long term. It's a long term. Gotcha. Because you are addressing your own behaviors right which are always the more difficult to address right oh yeah you know (laughs) back to being it's not linear guys it's not linear well that's the thing (laughs) i mean and that's what that's what in in the space of fear you want right you know you want if i do this it'll fix this so i can get this done that's all based on driving get this done and what you need is get this done in a healthy mindset. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it's that that mindset of putting yourself first, making sure that you're not just driving yourself crazy. If you're overstimulated, you're working on it. You know what I mean? If you're understimulated, you're working on it because that can be as destructive yes. as overstimulated. Right. You know what I mean? So... Anything that's going to give you that good feeling, you know, the breathing, the breathing and the physical thing. The reason I always go to those two first Mm -hmm. is because there are ways to hijack the chemicals and the brain activity because of the way that they work. You're using your body to stop something happening in your body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that you can't say, oh, it didn't work because it does work. Like there's, it's, it's a fact versus a conjecture. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've shown how this affects the brain. And that's why I always go to that one because it does work like regardless. But I mean, you've got other skills, you know, you could, 
have like that internal dialogue around recognizing, you know, this is about fear of me being a failure. This is about fear of, you know, um, looking incompetent, like, because that's probably where it all really sits. I'm gonna have to look at that because that's not something that I I don't connect yeah. that with it. Yeah. You know, um, so that's definitely gonna be something for me to look. Well, at. in the context, okay, so it, it it would probably look like, and I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah. But it would probably look like if I don't get this done in time, something's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, that would be probably what the fear would look like. Yeah. So that fear is fear of failing, fear of not being good enough, fear of not being seen, fear of being seen differently. Yep, yep. Like that's that's the typically the fear behind that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. I'm. I. It's. 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 I'm glad you brought that up because it's. It's. You know. It's something that I. I am aware of and in other parts of my life and this just doesn't happen to be one of them, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You know, that's one of the things that I think for a lot of us, it's, and and I do this on a semi-regular basis. I don't realize something like that exists until I go, Oh, or somebody says something. I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah, no, you're right. That's why I'm struggling with this, you know? So definitely want to take a look at this, but Holy crap. Okay. So now, (laughs) now I've got the, I, I don't want to say under protest, but I am going to hesitantly, not hesitantly. I'm I'm going to try this, this, this working with some of these things that you mentioned, but, and I'm going to hope, I'm going to hope that they, they kind of help me start getting in the right direction because i don't know this last weekend was crazy and the other thing too for this last weekend is that we're in the middle of that transition so like there's so like neither office is is set up completely it's still trashed and not trashed you got a bedroom that you're taking apart right yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) and that's the thing is it it's (laughs) these are moments where those little things shine brighter yeah yeah so that you can actually make choices yeah you know i mean you could go back to trying to control everything and eventually that will work because you'll regulate it to your new environment yeah but it'll all just happen again next time right the healthier and more beneficial way is to is to to work on some internal processes to to cope how can I manage myself yeah. in this environment yeah. versus how can I manage this environment? Because there will always be this environment. You know, somewhere yeah. along the line, there will always be this environment. Things so. will always change. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Why? Why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. And I hope that, you know, for anybody listening, and I'm going to have to listen to this several times, I think, to, to really yeah. process it all. Because a lot of this was really, really good information. Yeah. And it, I think it was a good example of being in in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. are. You're in it right now. I so am. Yeah. So am. So thank you for yeah. that help. And uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u-2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment dot squarespace dot com you can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great day.